Welcome, and thanks for tuning into Pandora's Wrath for our eighth episode. Please be advised that the following podcast contains adult themes and content. We thank you for joining us and listening to our podcast, Undercovering the Cheaters, Liars, Abusers, and yes, even the awkward dating situations that we find ourselves in. In our previous episodes, we've talked about dating apps, gaslighters, boundaries and being manipulated, sexual addicts, how to cheat if you're a hookup, red flags, and excuses. This episode, we're talking about psychopaths and why we're attracted to them. Believe it or not, every day people have found themselves in relationships with sociopaths and they can't leave them because they love them. It's true. It happened to me, but I finally left. Some even joke with friends and say, oh, they're bad boys. You know that saying good girls go to heaven and bad girls go anywhere they want? Well, it may sound cute, but it's really dangerous and stupid. Let's delve into how a sociopath can be so attractive to our inner desires. Ah, damn. I gave it away. We all want to be loved, and we want to love and be loved truly, madly, intensely, right? In the book, Living and Loving After Betrayal, Dr. Stephen Stosny is quoted as saying, love relationships are held together by deep emotional bonds that were crucial to the very survival of our species. We have developed pre-verbal, pre-rational, automatic emotional reactions to behaviors and attitudes that threaten these emotional bonds. He explains further, since prehistoric times, Emotional bonds and our reaction to losing them are anchored deep in a primitive part of our brain, and that is why losing a love or ending a relationship is so scary. We have that feeling that we may die. With that said, next I'm going to share a story that I found online on the website Love Fraud about being seduced by a sociopath. My story is a little more gripping, but they're similar in so many ways. These stories are frightening, and you should be wary of these types of people. The story is from a woman who is European, and her English is not 100%, but she writes the following. I met a man in Facebook. He wasn't my friend, but started to write his thoughts, which were so ideal beautiful and intriguing. He idealized women and described how he would spend time with a woman by loving her so deeply. I analyzed his writings because I was recognizing some depression or bitterness in them. It was unusual writings from a man. I was a specialized nurse and also specialized in depression. 
Man was a bit irritated when I did that, and I promised not to analyze his writings any longer. He told he was working in high rank in the army. He did. He wrote me one to three times in a month at first, then started to be daily writings. Writings turned more intimate. He described very closely how he see me and how he knows me, maybe more closely than myself. I didn't know at this time, but he had been following me for eight or nine years. We met on a street a few times before our first date. In every meeting, which lasted only one minute, he was quite odd. His voice was different in every time, masculine, feminine, low, high, intense. Then he asked me to dinner after a few intensive messaging, which were very sexual, intense, and I felt like, I am deeply interested of this man because he seems to think the same way as me. Same values, same interests, same need to value relationship, and act nicely, romantically, with respect. Our first date was so romantic. He had a hundred biggest roses, white ones for me. We ate four and a half hours by talking and talking. I did notice his intensive eye contact, and he was a real gentleman. I was so surprised, and I felt comfortable with him. I felt like I belonged to this man. He was probably my soulmate, because I hadn't figured anything like that in seven years. At that time, I was 49 years old. Well, this dinner led to spending the night together. Sex was amazing with this man. He seemed a little shy, and I was surprised that he told me that he's actually shy. This was a lie. He was pretending and acting. He had hundreds of women, marriage, and lived with another woman. He told me lies at our first date, that how he spent the night previously by helicopter with his friends because he had a birthday party and he didn't sleep at all that he wanted to come out to this date of ours, find later that he'd been texting his ex-girlfriend to beg for sex. Well, we started to see each other more often. First month, we had weekends that he wasn't able to see me. He had flu or something important in his job going on. After a month, we started dating steady. First warning sign was that he told me he suddenly that he is seeing other women in different cities, and those women are aware of all others. I told that I won't be there as a fourth woman, either one and only or not at all. He agreed and promised to end the other relationships, so our love story continued. After several weeks, he told me that he loved me. He showed me his love so intensive, deeply, and said, I love you, many times a day. He wrote me 10 to 30 times a day for months, every time we weren't together. He worked 300 kilometers from me, and we were able to see each other mostly on the weekend. I was establishing a company. My ex was a big help in that. He brought me all kinds of stuff and advised me how to start a business. Afterwards, I realized that he was stealing those things from the army, computers, screens, papers, pens, furniture. I was living my ideal fantasy. He seemed to be my whole world. I trusted him. We had great sex, which changed. 
He was a bit too intensive, sometimes aggressive, and did not care about my limits. But I loved him and most of the time enjoyed as much as he. He wrote me every single day how he admires me as a woman, how he needs my sexuality. He wrote me poems about how he feels me, senses me, and how he is attracted to my smell. He described our love as a clue between a woman and a man. He couldn't live without my genuine, happy personality, feminine look, or how I was so tender to him. But after three months, I started to see red flags. I didn't know that there was anything wrong with his personality then. I just thought his reactions were because he was unsure of himself. So he pretended to me, acted like he was unsure, and claimed that he was sure that I'd get bored with him, that I was too good for him, that he wasn't enough for me, and some odd claim that I am the one who needs drama, passionate sex, and I need many men. Hmm. How he didn't notice that I was so deeply in love with him. Why did he do that? Sometimes it seemed that he was doing it on purpose to leave. My ex didn't come back that night. Instead, he wrote that he had gone home and traveled 300 kilometers that night. He wanted just to be alone. I begged him to come back. Weekend was just started. I needed explanations. As our relationship continued, his behavior became more strange. Once, when he was coming to spend the weekend with me, in the train he wrote, I'm not feeling well. I asked if he had the flu or something. He replied, no, it's not that. I may stay here one night in the capital and I fuck someone. I have hundreds of females here. Tomorrow I will come to you after I've washed myself. I might be a sociopath, a psychopath. He did not come. I did my business six days a week and also cleaned his cottage and garden totally before that event. Even though many of my neighbor business friends saw that Something strange was happening in him. His habits, eye contact, weird behavior. I wanted to love him. It was so strange that he was most of the time angry, bitter, looking unsatisfied. But when he gave me a bit of his attention, I was so grateful. Week before the event, my ex suddenly got mad at nowhere. He told me that our relationship is over. He had left me once again. A few days after, I called his mother to ask what I suspected. I had some clues that he might be a covert narcissist or maybe a sociopath or a psychopath. His mother said that he lies about everything, smallest things to big things and things that aren't even important. His mother said I should not trust him. I should trust myself and no one else. For the next two and a half months, I received emails from him every day, two to ten page long emails, sometimes three to six. I was helpless. I wrote something short back to protect myself. Nothing helped. After two and a half months, triangulation, more lies. He wrote a letter from Spain describing six cities he had been in the summertime there. I found out that he was here in our country at work duty, lies, lies, and more lies. And I will tell you, my ex used the military all the time to cover up his escapades. 
So this story really hits home with me. Back to her. So when he wrote after two and a half months and told he wanted to try again, I couldn't resist the temptation. I loved him. I missed him so badly. My ex was such a con. He pretended he was sorry, had tears in his eyes. I saw those tears were fake, but still, what was wrong with me? I deeply loved this man and wanted to trust him. I told him that I don't expect explanations anymore and I cannot be manipulated. I asked him to leave permanently. After this, I started to make contact with his ex-girlfriends, which have lived with him. One told that they have a son together and my ex has not seen his son. There was an ugly court case because my ex refused to pay and at and that woman, after eight years, still misses this psychopath. She was the one who my ex was texting the very day we had our first date. The other woman told that they were living together for five years. That time full of cheating with other women, lies, aggressions, violent behavior, tries to benefit financially and all horrible happenings. That lady still continues her therapy because she still has nightmares and is also scared of him. He had threatened her as well, as he did me. She and some other lady were forced to do an abortion. My ex had nude photos and blackmail women with these. Good God, the things this man did. We don't know all of them, do we? Back to her story. Now, ten months after we broke up, my ex has stalked me by the internet followed me into the streets, comes to places that I am, does smear campaigns, telling lies to women. He contacted over 300 women in 10 months, created fake profiles on Facebook to stalk me, and five months ago, he filed a criminal report to the police against me. He's accusing me that I insulted his honor and said that I have stolen his identity and I have hidden something that belongs to him. These are because I wrote a book about our relationship. All names have been changed in places as well. I don't hide anything. My ex's previous girlfriend sent me some documents of the list my ex had. Women's names that he wrote every time he was in bed with someone. He described in the paper whether his sex mate was blonde, tall, what her weight was, etc., I ended up closing my business. I got him a different car. I blocked him everywhere on the internet, my phone, Instagram, WhatsApp, and did not ever contact or respond to anything that he sent me. But when he saw me with another man, he started to follow us. And I knew that just by looking at him, I would be punished. The next day he revealed and wrote by accident to my friend about preliminary investigation, which was supposed to be secret. He continues stalking and harassing, also by using his new women and those supplies he steals from the army. This case, the criminal investigation, will not lead to any actions against him. I have my doubts when he is working in the military and they cooperate with the police. Also, he has good contacts to other sources which are working with police. They want to silence me. I feel myself so lonely and helpless. 
only thing that I have learnt is to see red flags, but also I learned how to notice genuine people. I take this as a learning experiment, hoping that I won't ever get too skeptical against people. And there is never closure, neither explanations, discussions after their lies. You just need to accept all, and evidently, all their lies are your fault. Her story is chilling in its similarities to my story, including the stalking. But now is not the time for me to tell you about it. It will be coming soon enough. Further research into understanding if you're dating a sociopath, I found a list. Yes, I did. Which I'm going to share of the signs to watch out for from Donna Anderson's book, Red Flags of Love Fraud. Number one, charisma and charm. He was smooth, confident, always knew what to say, never missed a beat. He was prolific in his admiration and praise for me, especially in the beginning. Number two, we were sudden soulmates. We had so much in common that it must be fate. We were destined to be together. In reality, he cheated with multiple women throughout our relationship. Number three, sexual magnetism. Yes, there was sex. In the beginning, there was lots of sex, and it was rambunctious. I interpreted the sex as an indication of his desire for me. Uh, In fact, when he sent me an erotic story sharing James and Donna, I was so flattered. No man had ever written a sexy story for me, except he didn't write the story. He stole it from one of his previous women. After that, he sent it out to all his women. He just would insert the target's name. But as all cheaters, and as I've told you in the past, cheaters get caught. Well, he forgot to change the name in one of them, and he got an angry email from one of his other targets demanding to know who is this Donna chick. (laughs) For love bombing. From the moment I responded to his dating profile, He poured it on. Phone calls, emails, faxes. This was before social media. He proclaimed his love, sent me poetry, flattering me by asking my opinion on his business issues. Then he claimed to be going on a clandestine overseas mission. But he was so smitten that he would move heaven and earth to come back and visit me in the middle of it. Afterwards, of course, I learned that he never left the country. He was entertaining another woman in his deceased wife's townhome. Five, blames others for everything. Why did his grandiose plans to build a new type of entertainment venue fall through? Because the government took his land. Uh, He never had the land to begin with. Why was his credit card denied? Because investors were trying to squeeze him for a better deal. There were no investors. Eventually it became, why didn't we have any money? Because I didn't have faith in him. It was all my fault. (laughs) Now it is his fault. But at that time, I was taking the blame. Number six, lies and gaps in his story. I will admit the lies that I caught early on were so minor that they were easy to overlook. Like if he and his wife had just come to New Jersey in the past year, How did she go to a particular score two years earlier? 
so I just let those things slide. To cover his big lies, like his fake military service, he was totally consistent in his story, saying the same thing to everyone. He fabricated documentation to back up his claims. But what it was really convincing was the sheer brazenness of his statements. Who would lie about earning Australia's highest military honor during the Vietnam War? I didn't know a sociopath would, but he did. Number seven, intense eye contact. Anyone who believes liars can't look you in the eye. Well, they haven't been lied to by a sociopath. I remember all the times he would look into my eyes and made statements and promises that I now know to be totally full of crap. Big lies. Sometimes the eyes of the sociopath appear to be dead or empty, and that's what I saw more of. At times he appeared to be staring blankly, as if no one was home inside. And that was exactly the case. And this is from my story. I have a photo of him, my ex, staring as if no one was home inside. And the story behind it is hysterical. But I'm not sharing that yet. You have to keep listening to my podcast. Number eight, moves fast to hook up. Within a few days of us meeting in person, he wanted us to coordinate our schedules planning in advance when we could spend the night at his house and when we would stay at my house. Then he wanted us to marry before the end of the year, supposedly so I would be eligible to receive benefits from his military pension. Of course, he was never in the military, so the whole story was just a ruse to get his hooks into me faster. Number nine, pity play. He plotted our entire initial meeting around pity play. First, he pulled out his wedding pictures from his previous wife who died to make me feel bad for the poor grieving widower. Then I expressed hesitation. It might be too soon for him to be involved with a new relationship. Then his eyes became moist. He talked about all the people he'd lost his wife, his father, his buddies from Vietnam, and how he needed to move on. In truth, he did lose his father and wife, but there were no buddies from Vietnam. Number 10, Jekyll and Hyde personality. He wanted me to convert my basement into an office for him, which I agreed to do, and I paid for. It wasn't fancy, but he was happy. Then he was angry at me. He complained about being forced to work in a cellar. Then he was happy again, and the basement was fine. Then he hated again. So did he like his office, or did he hate it? I still have no idea. But his changing whims served their purpose. They kept me off balance. Did you know men who display psychopathic traits were found to be more desirable to women? And this is from a recent study from a couple of researchers in Canada. That's right. The study was recently published in Evolutionary Psychological Science, and it found that men with these traits tend to create favorable impressions on women. 
even after controlling for physical attractiveness. Psychopaths have appeared in many popular films, television series, and even true crime podcasts, including the Netflix docuseries Conversations with a Killer, the Ted Bundy tapes, and Kristen Bale in the film American Psycho. Both psychopaths and sociopaths belong to the antisocial personal, excuse me, personality disorder category, according to psychology today. Wow, I'm having a hard time here. Sorry, folks. Individuals with psychopathic behavior tend to be well-liked, don't experience remorse, have an inflated sense of importance, and often lie, cheat, and steal to get ahead, writes Amy Morin, a licensed clinical social worker and psychotherapist in the magazine Psychology Today. In the study, researchers Christopher Brazil of Brock University and Adele Forth of Carlington University suggest that psychopathy may be a tactic for attracting sexual partners, but in short-term strategy that comes with a serious trade-offs. Psychopathic men have the personality style that makes them appear attractive to women in dating encounters. This may be because they're extra confident or feel at ease and know exactly what to say to get the attention of women, Brazil told Psypost. The researchers concluded that their results suggest that psychopathy in men may enable them to enact the desirable qualities women prefer in social and dating encounters. That's the end of our stories today. We all have life lessons that we should have, or in some cases could have learned from, right? Do you use your voice when you're faced with a situation that you don't want to partake in? Let us know by commenting, liking, sharing, and of course, subscribing to the Pandora's Wrath podcast. I'd like to thank you for taking time to listen to our eighth episode. Our future episodes will be published and shared here for your listening pleasure each week, so you have time to load up on your list of podcasts to listen to. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Panic Afterwards, for their continued support. And as we continue to find stories to scare and enlighten you. If you have a story you want us to share, please email me at tellingall at pandorasrath.com or visit our website to submit your story for consideration and let us know if you'd like to be a guest on our show. That's all for today. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Or visit our website, pandorasrath.com, and you can find all the links there. Remember, we're just getting started, and we have many more dark and scary stories to tell you about. See you next time. Thank you.